Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. I'm Kay Daigle, and I'd like to welcome you to the second in our series of videos on Listening Well. Once again, I'm here with Sherry Husband whose information, whose expertise, whose example in the area of listening well, I personally appreciated. And so I invited her to join our conversation about this and share what she has learned and what she knows about listening well. So thank you, Sherry, for being here and for taking the time to do this. Thanks for inviting me. You know, we're focusing on small group leaders. The first video that we did focused on how a leader would work beforehand to be listening to God just for her own life and preparation. Uh, and in this video, we're going to focus on the small group time itself and how listening plays a part of that. And you know, Sherry, as someone who's led small groups and been in many small groups through the years, I know that we all have a heart to listen, but we just don't always do it very well. Yeah. And so, what would you say to a leader to help um, grow that area of their lives? What, what do they need to know? What advice do you have? Yeah, so distractions, you know, are a big deal. And as a small group leader, you're developing skills, like you're developing management of group skills and paying attention well to everyone um, and figuring that out for yourself. Like there's a learning curve for lots of us as we're leading small groups. And, and then every small group you have has a different group of people and the dynamics in terms of what you're paying attention to literally changes with every small group because of that. That's the truth. Amen. <laughs> and, and so, and you want to be relational. Like you really want to love people well when you're, so sometimes the two things like push against each other. So the, the distraction of paying attention to that can be something that's going on for small group leaders. Um, the other thing that can be going on is um, just we live in a culture that's highly distracted. So you can have a group of people coming together where it's just the way they're living their lives. And to ask a group of people to focus in on each other and on the Lord for an hour, hour and a half, however long your small group time is, can be a challenge. And so I think one of the things that can be real important to do is to just really pray about that at the beginning of our meetings together. And and, and often we pray that we'll let go of the distractions of life, you know, collectively. We talk to God about that together. But as a leader, we probably should be asking the Lord to help us to focus in on Him because He's the real leader of our groups and He knows when we need to pay attention to dynamics and move things along, um, when we need to let it go and stay paused in some place longer than another place, and He'll help us um, with those things. Those are, those are really great thoughts and things that I have certainly observed and experienced myself. Mm -hmm. um, even, even the conversation, I know that leaders can get caught up in trying to be vulnerable and open, mm -hmm. and that's part of their personal mm -hmm. dynamics. I want to be vulnerable and open with the group, mm -hmm. but they talk so much about themselves mm -hmm. that the rest of the group never feels that they had a voice. Yeah. Yeah, you can be, you can be as a leader, a distraction to the group. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> you know, and so I, 
I mean, I do find myself praying about that quite a bit. Lord, are you asking me to lead out? Because people won't, they won't participate unless I lead out. Like that's the dynamic that I'm dealing with on this particular week with this particular lesson. Or is it that I need to be slow to speak and someone showed up that's like got a great story that we all need to hear or a great question we all need to consider um, together. And if I jump in, I, I may keep them from sharing what would be the best part of the meeting. How do you listen to God in the middle of someone coming in with a story or someone um, who, you know, our tendency is just to want to stop them, mm. you know, just mm. you're going on too long, I need mm. to move on. How do, you, how do you turn your heart, just as the leader sitting there where you're, where you're really trying to pay attention to what God's telling you to do in that situation? There's a couple of thoughts here, like avoiding fixing, advising, and rescuing. Um, makes oh, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> when we avoid fixing, advising, and rescuing people in their stories, it actually gives them the opportunity to tell their stories, and there's a kind of a natural end that comes to a story like that. Part of the reason why stories can become so long is because we keep asking questions or we keep giving them advice, and then they feel like they have to tell you another part of the story that they didn't include in the first part because you haven't totally heard them. And it, that can stretch out that process to be longer than really the group has the opportunity to contain for each person. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like just giving them the space to be heard and known many times can be enough um, for what they really need from the group. How do you keep the group from doing that? Is, is it because you have modeled it for them? It's a conversation we've had to talk about um, because it's so foreign. It, it's so typical for us to fix, advise, and rescue one another that you, you really don't change that dynamic, I found, unless you have a conversation about how it hinders relationship rather than facilitates relationship and how it can be a distraction from really listening to God in our midst if we're always chiming in with our thoughts on how things should go. Do you feel like sometimes when the leader feels like she's in charge mm. of the group mm. that she has to have an answer for everything that everyone's saying, mm -hmm. not only to fix them, but because mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle of someone's story is a theological issue? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do think that we do have a, a culture of leadership that often teaches leaders to be the experts in the room or teaches them that they ought to be the expert in the room. And um, when you compare yourself and what you know to what God knows, and how you can meet them in that, it, it feels a little short-sighted for us to, to carry that weight or to think that we should be carrying that perspective of being the expert. So I, I like to think of it as you're opening up your life by sharing with me, with us as a group, what's going on with you, and we're looking to God together, who is the expert. And if you have questions that you want to ask out of our stories, there's something about what you've heard us share about how God has met us in a part of our journey that's similar to yours, then, you know, I teach groups, you're welcome to ask those questions, but we're not going to jump in with that right away. Mm -hmm. And we pray about it, you know, Lord, what do you want us to say? Is there anything you want us to say? So that automatic thing stops when you make a decision to pray before you speak. What you're describing requires that you're trusting God's at work 
and he doesn't have to use your mouth. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm, it's true. It is. That's a very good way to put it. That is it's what you're It's very countercultural, isn't it? It is. Which is amazing when you think about it. That that would be counterculture in the church, but it's true. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is very true. What other uh, thoughts do you have just about listening to God in the midst of the group? You know, one of the things that's hard about this, um, when, we're, when we're used to having an answer and being an expert, we've done that out of love. We've offered those things because mm -hmm. we're trying to love well. And so when you, when you let go of this being your automatic way of interacting with one another, initially you can feel a little bit like, am I being loving? Or am I, worse, am I being unloving by not having a response? So you learn to have new kinds of responses. I think even as I'm listening, I've learned to become just more curious about people's stories. And I've become curious about who they are and that they're different from me. Their story isn't identical to mine. And what can I learn by actually really listening um, to what they're saying and not being so quick to have form an opinion about you know, what's being shared. And just remaining in an open-hearted posture towards them um, gives space for the Lord to impact both my life and their life. So it's something that I'm doing. And then I think also being incredibly thankful. Um, when someone shared their story with you and you've listened to it, it's, it's such a good thing to just simply be incredibly grateful that they were willing to trust you with that. Yeah, yeah that's a great point. Well, do you have anything else that you'd like to share that's on your heart for small group leaders as you think about listening? You know, um, there's a quote, um, I have it written down here, it's David Augsburg, and he says, being listened to is so close to being loved that most people cannot tell the difference. So I think if we really started to be curious about that and embrace listening and coming to know people through their sharing their stories with us and watch for how that impacted them, um, why do they feel so loved when we're doing that? Well, it's because they're known. The truth is being known about them, and pursuit of the truth is possible from that place. And when God's in the middle of that, transformation, freedom, um, fruit of the Spirit, like all of those things are possible. And so it's, a, it's an incredible launching pad for relationship and the possibilities in relationship. Well, thank you so much, Sherry. I know that this is going to be very helpful to many who are small group leaders out there. And if you have questions or you just would like someone to pray with or to talk through mm -hmm. some of these issues, we would love to talk to you at Beyond Ordinary Women. Just go to our website and contact us. Um, I would love to pray with you or talk with you about this. And if necessary, I'll call Sherry and get her expert advice if you ask something too difficult for me to answer. <laughs> but we do hope that you will join us for our third video, mm. which we'll talk about the after, which to me is that part mm. that probably not, but very few small group leaders mm. even think about. Mm -hmm. Because after means you're on to the next week, you're on to mm -hmm. the next next thing and yeah. yet sherry will share with us that there is some very important there are important things to do after the small group meeting 
She also has some reflection questions from each of these videos that is downloadable on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org, on our research mm -hmm. source page. So thank you again, Sherry, and we look forward to the after. <laughs> You're very time. welcome. Me too. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.